0: so how are you this morning or this afternoon <laughs> um, i'm good much I'm, better.
1: yeah yeah it feels every day is starting to feel like the other day you know mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. so
1: it's like uh it's today monday or friday like yeah <laughs> welcome
0: to the full world of entrepreneurship again
1: right, um, and right.
0: Think, yeah and i think what makes it a bit bearable is that you know I mean, people are now going past the phase of just waiting, but now creating and experimenting and exploring. Um, yes. While while we're figuring it out, like, see what you're doing. Um, I was gonna write um, a short post on Twitter about, um, you know, but I didn't want people to feel bad about the people that I know that you know I've worked with or I've encouraged, or they've just you know on their own taking you know a little step forward in all their own personal um projects and um, i mean you guys are like 10 already the yeah pictures, newsletter um someone yeah. else is doing like a mobile and stuff you know? Right, so different right. just, you know so yeah it's really good
1: yeah yeah sure. um I, I i really like that because i guess by the end of the year i feel like there are going to be all these products that people were working on and we probably mm-hmm. like had no idea that they mm-hmm. were doing that and then yeah, mm-hmm. so
0: And then the good thing is when we remember this period, we will not just remember about all the sadness, it will also be, I remember that I actually started experimenting with podcasting during the pandemic, and that's that's actually a good memory for you, depending on, you know, how this goes, regardless of how this goes, you know, always be in history that, you know, you started your podcast experiments, you know, during the pandemic, and, and that's just beautiful.
1: Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Bahwin. Bienvenue. And welcome to Beta Mode. Merhaba. Hoş geldiniz. Beta Mode. A cabo, sorry, to Beta Mode. Namaste. I'm ready. Beta Mode. Aha. Aquaba Beta Mode. Hello. And welcome to Beta Mode. Hello and welcome to Beta Mode. My name is Ukeme Daniel, and I will be your host. Hello, friends. I hope you are well. I have the pleasure of interviewing Yewende the founder of startup plug. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did So my name is
0: um, Yewande Odumusu. I'm an entrepreneur myself but I also do you know consulting work and advisory work um, I I and a couple of my friends put out um, you know one of our products from our advisory. Um, company called Startup Plug, and Startup Plug is um, an online platform that plugs resources and tools to people and startups, um, depending on, you know, different, you know, stages of of their journey. And we did this because we realized that, especially in Nigeria, a lot of people um, are searching for information or need to be guided for, you know, on different things, and they find it very hard. And, you know, there are simple things that can accelerate um, a startup's journey. And, you know, knowledge and information is one of the big key areas where, you know, people in the West, um, you know, are, you know, far ahead. And we just thought, you know what, if someone was trying to, you know, do a simple website and, you know, put up payments um, to receive payments from their customers, um, you know, abroad, you know, about PayPal, you know, you know about different things. True. But PayPal... True doesn't really work here right now. But guess what? We also have PayStack and we have Flutterwave. Um, so for us it was okay, even though we knew these things because we work in tech, um, we also wanted people, especially early state people, to quickly get all this information so that they can, you know, accelerate most of the things that would normally slow them down. And so the first step was to just first of all curate all the resources that we, you know, got people always asking about. And put them on a platform that is easy to access. And then from there we'll you know, keep building on you know other, you know, important things that we think startups need, um, especially from Nigeria and Africa.
1: Mm. And that makes sense. I, I actually know that there's some software that I feel would be beneficial to companies, but they are almost made exclusively for the American and maybe European markets. So exactly. most people in certain other countries either have to use some VPN, use a VPN, uh-huh. or, uh-huh. you know, they just don't have access to it. So it's really nice to see um, maybe Nigerian centric companies, you know, actually building products exactly. for that geographic region. Um, so, yeah. Exactly. So exactly. how is Startup Plug doing right now? And I mean, I missed all of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, it's been a tough period for everybody. Um, you, I mean, like I said, we focus on getting, you know, best tools and resources, you know, to startups and your teams. And, you know, these resources, you know, range from productivity tools to registering your business tools to supporting your customers to scaling. Um, and luckily, we've been able to still do that. Um, we've also been lucky because we operate a very lean team and, mm. you know, we've been able, we've been fortunate to, you know, explore some opportunities we've identified during this period. So, for example, um, one of the things we're exploring at the moment is providing short-term collateral free loans to small businesses and startups.
1: Oh, that would be awesome.
0: The, yeah, yeah. For like a duration of one to three months, um, mm. depending on, you know, certain factors. And for us, we just realized that startups and businesses in, our, in the startup block, network and community um some of them needed access to debt quickly and you know they wanted to take advantage of demand in some sectors like you mentioned um, got food and logistics so for us you know it was an opportunity to kind of explore and experiment and we're still doing that so far it's been good we hope to do a little more you know over the next quarter um and you know that's one opportunity that presented itself. And we're like, okay, yes, our aim is to help startups um to grow and you know plug them to resources and tools. And money is also like a very important resource. So we'll do the little we can. Mm. And you know that that made a lot of sense. Um, another thing that we did is um, um we're also exploring um, office hours very soon. So very soon we'll have office hours where people can book sessions, you know, have, you know, 30 minutes for five minutes, one hour sessions with advisors and experts. And this, you know, was born from the fact that we wanted to do that. But this period has accelerated it because we realized that because a lot of people are in quarantine and, you know, a lot of founders and team members are working in isolation. Mm. Um, they need more guidance and they need advisory services, you know, during this period. And sometimes you just need to talk to someone or brainstorm, right. or bounce their Yeah, you know, or discuss the challenges they're facing. And you know, different people have started reaching out. And so what we what we're working on is, you know, to have this office hours really soon, and where people can book for them, for themselves, or for their team members. And especially in terms of teams, because most teams were not really ready for you know remote working. So and you know, most startups don't have like a functional HR, or a functional ops manager, or a functional strategy manager to help guide um so we feel like we can you know can you know mitigate that and help you know the startups and businesses in our community um and in terms of operations we've just you know we've always been a remote friendly um a flexible culture we've also sorry we've all we've always had a flexible and remote friendly culture so it wasn't very hard you know it wasn't very difficult to switch to fully remote Mm. um yeah we've been lucky in that in that um, area as well and you know i think finally overall we just we've just had to dig deep during this period to research more to create and develop content and information that would really be useful to startups you know as they navigate and go through this period so we've been putting out some new content on our own we're doing the groundwork researching, helping people because a lot of people are online now and there's a lot of noise. So we're trying to, you know, be the signal in that noise, you know, be that, you know, source of real and true and useful information. Yeah.
1: Know? So yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I I also like the, the fact that especially when you're talking about money and loans, I feel like that would resonate with a lot of people right now and because of obviously the time we're in. in your opinion how is this recession different from past recessions i mean there's the obvious public health component of the fact that there's obviously a virus but can you can you tell us more
0: um i think that's you know really important question because you know everybody says oh there's been recession before but mm. you know people feel differently i think like everyone says i think the difference is this is really really unprecedented um you know and we haven't really been in a serious situation where you know is actually a pandemic coupled with you know an economic fallout um
1: yeah we just
0: have you know any idea of how long it's going to take or how much it's going to impact, and we're still in it, so nobody really knows you know what the magnitude of, of this recession is going to be like. so and I think that's what's different. you know most times you know people are able to do forecasts, you know you know they're able to predict, they're able to mitigate. but now because of the health component and because it's still ongoing. And it's still, you know, somehow unreal. Um, it's it's really hard for people to, you know, wrap their heads around it. I think that's the major difference.
1: Hmm. So I think I heard someone try to also explain in terms of like demand and supply, saying something along the lines of the supply is also not available not just the demand because usually in a recession most people don't have the funds don't have the money to go Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. which is sort of what is happening now Mm -hmm. and it's also mandated because of the lockup people are not you know the economy is not moving the way it should but then simultaneously the supply chains have also been kind of paused or slowed down or more expensive So there is simultaneously also a supply problem. Um, Yeah, you're
0: absolutely right. And, you know, just because of the geographic impact of what has happened in terms of mm -hmm. different countries, dealing with different different ways, um, especially when the spread was, you know, really, really, you know, um, you know, going very fast and people had to lock their borders. Yeah. travel were restricted, you know and now everybody's just focusing on essential stuff, you know, to move around. Um, You know, a lot of people have struggled with, first of all, like you said, demand and even the supply. So the supply of some things, um, you know, have also, you know, really slowed down. And Mm -hmm. even the manufacturing of those things are really, you know, also affected. Um, Plus, you know, everybody is also trying to just manage this pandemic. So you see some um, companies now, you know, pivoting their their manufacturing to provide healthcare equipment mm. or you know, PPEs or you mm-hmm. know face masks or you know shields. Um so is that and, and that's why I said unlike you know other recessions, this is actually you know deeper than just you know financial um impact.
1: Right, right. Totally agree. Um okay so so like you said this is a very unique period. So would you say if if you had to put out an imperative of no matter what business you are, try to survive, is that a good enough imperative for businesses or should they actually be doing more than trying to survive right now?
0: Um, you know, I think I, I, I thought about th- this as well, um, but I think the first thing and the first important thing is to survive. You know, survive. Mm and, you know, keep afloat as long as you can. Um, you know, a lot of people underestimate how how much, you know, it takes to even survive a pandemic as a business. Um, and I think generally businesses and startups are at different stages in their journey. Um, mm. So most early stage startups are, they're actually really trying to survive. They're holding on mm. um, most of their plans, their forecasts, you know, have, it's been disrupted. Um, Most of them barely have three months of runway. Mm. Um, You know, most of them have tried to be lean and then they have to be leaner. You know, they've tried different, you know, tactics to just stay afloat. Um, So yes, their priority is to survive, you know. And you know, the funniest thing is for businesses, cash is the, you know, the lifeline of of businesses. So if they don't have cash, you know, you know, they're not going to now, be looking at you know opportunities they'll just try and keep afloat and see what they can do however there are some later stage startups that have some extra runway um, maybe six months eight months one year and they're also fortunate to be able to explore opportunities presented by you know the challenges caused by the pandemic Mm. and you know for them it goes beyond surviving you know it goes beyond surviving they're able to look at you know different ways to thrive to explore And yes, they've been able to experience some form of growth, but you know, at the bottom line is, you know, nobody's going to, I mean, I don't think it makes sense for anybody to feel like survival is not the number one priority of the business. Even Mm. as a human being, Mm. everyone is just trying to survive, you know, their family survived more or less, you know, businesses. So yes, you can see opportunities and if you're fortunate, I mean, you know, go for it, but Mm. don't you know, feel like, you know, surviving is, you know, a small goal or it's, you know, it's less important than, you know, expanding. So, yeah, that's that's my take on it.
1: I think the main thing is if you can, and, and I don't see it as a small goal. I see it as a very big goal to actually survive. Um, like we said, there's been a lot of hours, there's been a lot of time put into creating whatever product services, the company as it is. Um, As a founder, it would be really, really hard for me to just be like, oh, okay, um, give up and and move on. Um,
0: Exactly.
1: But do you know of any bigger companies that um, sort of, because of what has happened, they've pretty much lost product market fit, maybe locally, maybe a local company. Um, And all of a sudden they have lost maybe more than 50% of their potential um, consumer market. Can you think of any examples like that?
0: yeah, um I mean in Nigeria, we've seen different you know people mm-hmm. and different scenarios and different businesses. I know that um you know just like the most popular or the popular ones, so for like a co hotel that's a you know premium hotel mm-hmm. um, in Nigeria um nobody is really prioritizing lodging in the hotel mm. and now they've lost uh, i mean. My assumption would be that they've lost at least at least eighty percent of their, you know, um, customers that come to the hotel um, mm. for different services. Um, but what they've also tried to do is, you know, to experiment. So the the last time they they put out an ad saying that they're doing food deliveries, um, mm. they also put out that's so
1: interesting.
0: That, yeah, they also put out an ad that they're doing laundry and dry cleaning. Um, because I know that they must have thought, okay, we have these facilities. People aren't coming to the hotel right now. People are staying indoors. They're isolating. You know, they're under quarantine. What else can we do that is essential and people need? And so they're experimenting, you know, food deliveries. They're experimenting, you know, laundry and dry cleaning. So an eco hotel is, you know, one of the, in fact, if not the best hotel in the whole of Nigeria. Mm. So you can imagine how much, um, they've had to, you know, you know, do just to try and you know be active during this period.
1: Yeah, that that's really interesting. Uh, I never thought I would see the day where Echo Hotel was more of a food delivery company than a <laughs> hotel. That's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. how do you think all of this has affected um, valuation for companies and just the invest in the investment market locally?
0: Um, so unfortunately, you know, investment discussions have drastically slowed down. Mm. Um, and this is based on feedback from, you know, startups and businesses that we've had discussion with. Um, it's really, really slowed down. And unfortunately again, you know, you know, there are also some other things that are affecting, um, you know, this apart from the pandemic. So economic factors like the foreign exchange fluctuation, you know, some investors want to observe the effect and outcomes, you know, for a little bit or for a little window um, to see how, you know, Nigeria as a whole would manage, you know, the fluctuations of, you know, the foreign currency. So that, you know, in addition to the pandemic and all the recession and all the issues, you know a lot of investment discussions have really really gone down and then the 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 active investors or the investors that are still bullish um there're most of them are now more interested in you know certain areas like health like logistics like food mm. so you know some some startups especially early stage startups that are not necessarily you know, primed, you know, just to quickly pivot um are struggling. Um because one, they're struggling because of their runway, two, Mm. they can't get more investment. Three, debt is not really available for them. Four, you know, you know, they don't have the collateral. So it's just a very interesting time. Um, even though the opportunities, um, you know, the investment, you know, discussions have, you know, have really been you know affected unfortunately
1: yeah yeah um and and
0: that's why and i'm sorry and that's one of the reasons why yeah and that's one of the reasons for us um, my startup blog we you know we were um, in a position to take advantage of you know some small opportunities to help startups and small businesses Um, And I think that might be what would be happening on a smaller scale, even though it would not be enough where different people would take up, you know, a bit of angel investments, you know, debt financing, small loan. Um, And it's a risk, but, you know, because of, you know, startups that we believe in or we want to support, or we believe that they have a chance, you know, by taking advantage of, you know, opportunities that the pandemic has, you know, created, um, that's why we were able to, you know, kickstart the experiments and exploring with small business loans. Mm. There are two sets of the pandemic, or there are two major phases while the pandemic is happening and after the pandemic happens, um, because there are still some industries and sectors where even after the pandemic, people will slowly start going to hotels, people will slowly start traveling, you know, there will be a slow growth, but it will pick up. Mm. Or maybe companies working on emerging tech, maybe they'll be affected the most. I don't know, but because I know people are focusing on essential services and you know the gaps that are there, but I really can't say, yeah. But I really can, because I know that emerging tech is more futuristic and you know more abstract to a lot of people, especially in Nigeria and Africa. So maybe that's they'll they'll, they'll struggle to to be a priority for, you know, investments. We'll see.
1: But along those lines, I think there's also going to be a lot of leapfrogging because people that were very anti working from home or just wouldn't try it, or we're just like, Oh, um, and this is not something that would ever work for me. have been forced to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be that shift. Um, I guess when you say emerging <laughs> tech also, what, what, fields or what specifics are you thinking
0: about so um like yeah you're right so for remote working um a lot of people are open to that and even i mean i read one report yesterday from the uk nigeria um tech hub where it says you know investors are interested in you know Investing in remote working opportunities. So yes, I think that would that would you know thrive or that would grow at least. So I'm thinking more of you know 3D printing, biometrics, um, blockchain, um, IoT, artificial intelligence. Um, you know, I just feel like they may be you know the worst hit. I mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I can't really say, but if I were to guess, those are the people that, you know, people may not pay attention to. And I'm saying from this part of, that's from Nigeria and from Africa, um, you know, people might not be so quick to support them in investment during this period.
1: Hmm. Everybody's so isolated, you know? And I feel like it's, it's very, very necessary to have a sense of a camaraderie right now. So how can the average entrepreneur get that? Where do they get that from? How can they even sort of dig into that right now?
0: Um, And and it's interesting that you asked that. Um, I think first, I I think we just have to look out for each other and check on each other. Like founder to founder, startup member to startup member, developer to developer, designer to developer. I think we just have to look out for each other and check on each other. And I think... um, I also think we should be very open to mm. collaboration and try true, new things. True, a lot of startups true. here don't have the history of collaborating. Um, I think now would be a good time to be open and collaborate. I feel like I, I feel that too. Yeah, I feel like if you collaborate, it even increases your chances of survival and thriving. True, right? true. Um, the opportunities that can be done together, and some startups you know, actually complement each other. Because I see some startups and I'm like, why aren't you working with the startup?
1: But i like, okay, true.
0: Um, I, I really, really like what Paystack and Flutterwave have done so far. Um, they're working with startups, they're working with businesses, and they're going much further than ever before to help them get online, to help them grow. You know, they're doing free integrations, you know, where you even have, you know, almost like a tech team helping you figure out you know, bringing your business online. Flutterwave has almost like an e-commerce um, solution to just help businesses come online. Um, you know, they've, they've done things for like even MedPlus. So you see pharmaceutical companies having presence online just, you know, because Flutterwave is hand holding them as well. Mm. And you know, they're pushing on all fronts. So that's the kind of collaboration I'm talking about. And then two startups can also work together. You know, if I'm a t-shirt business and you're printing business, Let's work together and, you know, come up with, you know, you know, content or, you know, a new product line that can help, you know, and and then we can do that together because together we can use our resources and, you know, solve problems. So I don't need to hire extra people. You don't need to hire extra people. Um, And then we'll be able to be as lean as possible to push out bigger stuff. So, I mean, I think, like I said, check on each other, support each other, collaborate, um, you know, find opportunities together um if i win you win you know that that's the kind of thing that you know would really help.
1: Yeah. especially if you're in the same industry yeah
0: exactly and even if you're not in the same industry and you feel like and someone reaches out to you and then reach out as well if someone reaches out to you um even if you can't help the person as a startup or you're busy i mean direct the person to you know, to someone else or just help the person. Sometimes even listening to someone really helps. I try to listen to a lot of um, startup founders during this period. It's hard, Mm. it's tough, you know, it's consuming. But sometimes, you know, they're going through so much that, you know, another person's experience can help them quickly um, figure it out. So, for example, um, there's a founder that I really like um, and, you know, he's been trying to sort, sort out logistics and, you know, he just tweeted that, oh, I sorted out my logistics with so-and-so logistics provider. And I thought that was really good because Mm. another startup founder is not going to have to try 10 different logistics first. He's going to first try the one that you actually recommended. So little things like that will help, um, you know, just help people progress or startups progress faster. So that's what I think.
1: I think so too, 100%. I mean... Like we said, we have to survive this period. So all collaboration, welcome. Yeah. Um, I think you've already touched on this, but I'm still gonna ask what mechanism, tools, resources do you as a founder um, and would you recommend for prevention of anxiety and staying productive? Okay,
0: um, so I think for me personally, I've had to really reduce um, and limit the amount of news and related information I check over the past Mm. few months. I think at the beginning I was trying to get every information. Just yeah, I did that too. Yeah, I realized (laughs) that it was just messing with my mind. True, same here. Yeah, my psychological health. So I started limiting it, and you know, um, I also just started having you know times when I check or and I'm not deliberately checking, you know, just passively. Um, I think that really, really helped. Um, and then I try to plan my day and block out hours. It's really hard, uh, especially when you're working from home. But I, I noticed that if you block out hours for each major task, um, it helps you improve because it, it actually shows you how much you can do in a day. So if you write 10 things and you can't block out hours for that, then you already know that that's... That's know, impossible. A, an, yeah, yeah, that's an unrealistic. And so what that forces you to do is to, you know, prioritize and then pick the priority and then put them and say, okay, between two to four I'm going to do this. Between one to two, I'm going to watch Netflix. Between five to six, I'm going to listen to Apple Music. Between eight and two, I'm going to do this. And then you just see that you I mean, I don't think your productivity will just go like to hundred, but the thing is you stop you stop feeling guilty because you set the expectation right for yourself. So you actually know what you might be able to or you maybe or you will be able to cover in a day um so that's what i do um, and then i try to physically move around i, I go for regular walks when i can and it's mm. really helped me i'm not a very fitness um fitness centric kind of person but i take walks now and it really helped me helps you clear your mind and then i listen to music um a lot and i also read some books via audible so this, hmm. this I mean I'm much much better than, than the beginning of the pandemic.
1: Oh that's awesome. That's, that's good. This episode was sponsored by members of the Beta Collective. The Beta Collective is a collaborative community for Africa focused entrepreneurs and businesses. Find your next collaborator at one of their virtual events and benefit from the resources available to all members. Membership is free. And you can join the Beta Collective at thebetacollective.com. Again, it's thebetacollective.com. Okay, so if if I had to, so this has been a great interview, by the way. Thank Um, you. (laughs) Yeah, so, but if I wanted to bring a couple more people on to talk with me, who would you recommend and why?
0: Okay, so hmm, I'm going to be a bit biased though. Um,
1: okay, and, and that's
0: just because I want to hear from more women that mm-hmm. are smart and that are real. Um, I think there are really fantastic women out there, young women, you know, middle-aged women. Um, but I mean, since you said two, I'll just give you two. Um, I think I'll pick Odoluwa longer from. DIY law and longer practice. Um, Okay. And the reason why I would pick her, apart from being very smart and real and intelligent, is just because I feel, you know, her and her team have really, really truly helped um, a lot of startups, you know, actually come into existence so she has um, apart from longer practice as a legal practice she has a, an outfit called diy law do it yourself law and it allows startups and businesses just go online and register their business
1: oh, go that's online
0: awesome. and register their companies and it's super easy i think i've used it twice or three times myself um, and it's you know it was just very and and you know she started at a time where it was so difficult to have this thing done, so I actually appreciate that. She's also like an advisor and a mentor um, and she's really, really well versed in you know um just accelerating a startups journey. um so she's an entrepreneur herself, she's also a lawyer, and she's worked with a lot of tech startups. And I feel like her perspective and her knowledge and her wealth um, would really, you know, get, you know, some very good nuggets from her. So yes, Odonlua Lange of DIY Law and Longe practice. The second person I would recommend um, would be Odwayo Eweni of Piggy Vest. Um and, and the
1: person recommending her, by the way. Oh, you see? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great minds think alike. So the reason why, I mean, I call her Odu, even though I don't have a personal relationship with her, is because I've seen her speak before. Um, I think I understand the chat at women's, uh, women in tech, there was an event. And I also follow her on social media. And I also use, um you know, the product, the piggy bank product. So for me, I think one of the things I like about Odo is she's an independent thinker um she's very very brave um she's hard working it shows and you know she may not be a I, I mean like i said i don't have a personal relationship with her she may not be a people person um or, or maybe i can't prove if she's a people person but i always think that you know the culture of a team is also driven by their founders and i see absolutely. the culture. Of the team. absolutely i see the culture of the team and i see the the product that comes out as a, as as a function of the culture of the team and i know how difficult it is to do what she's doing as a woman and you know she, you know she's really very um pro women and you know she has very you know very independent thoughts and I know it's difficult because in this part of the world, especially as a woman, you're supposed to act a certain way. You're supposed to think a certain way. That's true. And you're not supposed to be bullish. Um, but she's very bullish. Um, you know, and and you can tell when you talk to her, when you see her. You know, she's she's and, and the thing is, she may not know she's inspiring a lot of younger people. Um, you know, just to be themselves and, you know, just to go for what they think is right and just to try and create something out of nothing. So for me, I think she should be a good um, person to talk to as well. And, you know, for people, I know she's done a lot of webinars and talks and everything. So mm-hmm. if she's able to do this, it will be a really good one.
1: Yeah. It sounds like someone I definitely want to talk to. So yes. thanks for recommending her. And thank you so much for doing this with me, Yewandi. Thank you.
0: Yeah, this yeah. is my first podcast. Or oh, nice. <laughs> ever. And I hope, you know, that, you know, I can get to do this more and talk about other topics or other angles. And thank you for putting this together as well. Of course,
1: of course. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of The Beta Mode. You can find me on Twitter at Ukemeda Daniel or at the next Beta Collective event. Make sure to subscribe to the Beta Mode podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to rate us. Join our Slack group or follow us on Twitter. If you would like more information about us, you can find that at thebetacollective.com. Again, it's thebetacollective.com. Remain well. And continue practice and social distancing. And as they say in Swahili, Kwaheri.